anyways, <laughs> it's Tesseract TV. What up? It's another episode. I think this is what episode 47. It doesn't matter, but I'll be trying to stay consistent. Um, we're here. We're talking about Moon Knight again. We're on the what do they call it? Penultimate episode, episode yes. five, uh, Asylum. Yeah, written by Rebecca Kirsch and Matthew Orton, directed by Muhammad Diab. Or Diab, however that's pronounced. However it's pronounced. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Curtis. I'm Heather. And uh, we got an episode here, Heather. Penultimate episode. I love yeah. I love using that word. It makes me sound smart. I won extra credit in, uh, in Spanish class once for knowing that word, so I'll never forget it. Oh, mm-hmm. fancy. I know. It was a great <laughs> moment for me. I peaked in high school. Anyways. <laughs> didn't we all? <laughs> No, no, we all didn't. Um, <laughs> Never mind. Of course not. I mean, yeah, right. Carry on. So but, uh, yeah, we got a we got a this is your life episode is what I call these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. This um, my favorite episode so far. Uh, I will say, and I think it's because I've realized I don't actually want superhero shows. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not, right? <laughs> I'm like, I think I just like your 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 drama and your fucked up uh, journeys through the afterlife and your memories. Well, I'm thinking this show didn't want to be a superhero show either. No, it did not. But I'm loving it. Yeah. Because like all the superhero stuff that they tried to do doesn't work so well. But then everything else kind of does. I mean, he had about five seconds of superhero stuff uh, in this series because it was all—it's all stopping Harrow, but that's not the stuff that you care about in this. I—I I would if they did it better. I don't care if Amit gets released and like we Minority Report half the half the Earth. Oh, I care. Like it would just be the same as uh, you know when Thanos snapped. It's like oh okay. <laughs> Imagine the people that got get snapped and then they come back. And then they're taken out by Amit for some, something they haven't done yet, and they're gone again. Yeah, that's bad luck right there. <laughs> I would like to see how he's accomplishing that though, because we just get a line in the, uh, in the, in the, the souls. And so, does that mean that's all the souls that are just in the vicinity? Like he's just starting there, because hmm, I guess this is yeah, a good place to start. My yeah. understanding of how this works is. Uh, depending on where you die at that's that's the afterlife you get that's kind of what my interpretation was oh really okay. yeah you you didn't think of it that way like if you die in wakanda you're going to the ancestral plane right if you die in egypt you're going to the duat yeah or like near that temple or whatever so i'm wondering if he's like just taking all his people out now at this point or or if because i'm thinking about it the is, wrong way that is what's happening when all of the unbalanced souls just start coming out of nowhere and shooting mm-hmm. star into the duot right like that's, right harrow has succeeded so i'm trying to figure out which people he's killing i, I don't i wonder if it'll matter i don't think it will matter that's that's going to be a thing i uh, address later my concerns about liking this episode too much i guess i should do it now now that i'm thinking about it but because we're jumping around. Uh, y- y- y'all can jump around with us. Uh, the episode was nonlinear. We can be nonlinear. That's a hard phrase to say. Um, but <laughs> okay. uh, but the thing I'm brushing up against is like, yeah, initially I'm like, oh, this is my favorite episode. But then also I'm like, oh, but I know how these shows do at the last episode where they have to cram so much stuff yep. in because yep. 
it's almost like ugh, it weighs against it. It shouldn't count because it's like, whatever, this is a whole separate episode, but I'm still weighing the last episode that I haven't seen yet against that, this. Yeah, that they did this so well means that last episode is going to be rushed. Like, it's going to be cool, but we're going to be disappointed because it's going to be rushed and not... Or, or there'll be th- threads hanging that we don't get an answer to or anything like that. Like, how did we get through this whole episode without seeing that third personality? Unless we did, which is a I don't think we did. There's an argument to be made for the fact that we did. Where at? When, in the very beginning, the very first scene of Mark, quote-unquote, and Harrow. The one that's all bruised up and beat up? Bloody bandage on his nose, yeah. There has been, uh, to me, that, at that scene, something seemed off. And I thought it was just, oh, because we're in an asylum and his head is all screwed up and death or drugged or whatever personality disorder he's going through right now. Like, I thought it was shot in such a way to make me feel like something was off. But then other people started pointing out things about how the voice was a little different. The accent was a little different. He carried himself a little differently. Is it possible that in that first one, the one where they're talking sense and nonsense with the bandage on his nose, that that was the third personality? Well, that would explain the weird jump there because they have that scene. And then we jump back to the Mark and Steven screaming. Mm Mm-hmm. And that always threw me off because I was like, hold up, what's the, uh, I know we're dealing with metaphysical stuff, but like, this is a little too much, like as far as timeline keeping. Everything else, you see the transition and you know why the transition happened. Like Mm -hmm. every time they jump back to Harrow, whether it be Steven or Mark, it's because they're throwing a fit and doing their Buffy normal again episode stuff where they, their mind breaks. So it goes back to whatever that was. Trying to reconcile what they're doing. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would think that breaks that is doesn't Mark mention later the thing about what do they call it? The organizing principle. Yeah, he does. So he has knowledge of that conversation. That is a good point. That is a very good point. But everything else, because I did wonder why he, he was, you know, bloodied up and stuff. I was trying to figure out what all that stuff meant, but it, getting nowhere. Because later on, when Mark is with Harrow again, there it's is not, no... Yeah bandage or bruises bloodied or whatever so i don't know why he was like that we also have still never gotten the explanation for you know the people that were killed when he was chasing them through egypt that neither mark nor stephen would claim um you know the third sarcophagus uh in the last episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we've gotten all of these hints it's not like a mephisto situation no we know there's in. another one we I mean, we know and comic wise, you know that there's yeah, we know. another guy named Jake hanging out there. It's just annoying that they're leaving it to the last episode to do a reveal when they already have so much other stuff to get to. And if they had just like done one tiny little thing, like if it had been just the other sarcophagus or something, and it was like, okay, we're we're gonna hint at it for people that know, but if people that don't know, you won't notice anything. And it won't feel weird when we don't have a third personality. Right. Just maybe a little hint. It's there. Just a little Easter egg for people that already read the comics or something. And then if we do get a second season, maybe we'll explore it there or, you know, whatever they feel like doing. But they've given so many hints so far. Yeah. That's now now that it begs a reveal. Otherwise, like you said, if it was just the one thing, it'd be like, okay, that's an Easter egg. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I genuinely thought that, you know, the reason the hearts weren't balancing was because you needed the third one there. Or... <laughs> nope. Turns out <laughs> freaking Steven is a bunch of dead weight. Get him off. <laughs> was it the reason it wouldn't balance was because Mark had to get rid of all the fake personalities or the ones that he created to protect himself and have it be just him, at which point he didn't get rid of the third one. So he didn't why get rid of the third one. I don't know if that's how we're, yeah, they're vague about what balance means. They never really yeah. explained what that means in the first place, right? So we're kind of bringing our own stuff into that, which I think is interesting. I don't actually yeah. hate that. Um, I mean, well, balance, she says, you know, like, reveal all your secrets to each other. I mean, I guess it's just be honest with yourself mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, about or, your shortcomings or failures or whatever shit went on in your life. Sure. I don't know. Because Steven doesn't hold all the baggage because he still has plenty of his own. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I guess it's just, I don't know, him being at odds with himself in that way. And they're like, okay, you got rid of Steven. That's fine. <laughs> the other one's nice and locked up and tidy, so we don't have to worry about him. It almost seems like, because, yeah, Mark has not hinted that he knows of this other one's existence. Mm -mm. He might be the one that went on the fugue state. Yeah, when he got kicked out of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if Mark created Stephen so that he was not touched by the the horror of his mother... But Steven wasn't the one that got the shit beat out of him by her when she went in with the belt. Mm -mm. Like Mark All that stuff would Stephen have to Grant. go somewhere. Mark switched to Stephen Grant there as a child when she was banging on the door. Then she goes in, but Mark has no memory, or Steven has no memory of her going in like that. No. So if it wasn't Mark or and it wasn't Steven, like what was going on there? We don't know if it was Mark or not. It's unclear because it seems like Mark does know, and that's why he blocks it out. But also it could easily be, have been Jacob. Which would make sense that the third one would be the all, all the aggression. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing is I loved this episode. And if we had, say, three more episodes. Two left, or three. That's all we need. You know, I. but I'm just, you're right. I absolutely get the feeling that I will be annoyed next episode when we don't tie up all of these loose ends i mean all of the shows have had disappointing finales besides loki i thought loki had a really nailed the finale yeah leaving uh leaving enough stuff open to give you a second season but wrapped up enough stuff that you were satisfied mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because all the other ones suffer from we don't have enough episodes to properly do this so i guess uh, we'll try <laughs> But here's the thing. It's like you can have enough episodes. Like what are you... I well, I guess they're tied to this six episode thing because of the huge budgets. And so this is how they allocate it. But how many episodes did WandaVision have? That was the longest one, but they were also shorter episodes. So WandaVision was what, like eight or nine? And that's like, the only like abnormal one besides okay. the cartoon. But when it comes to budgets or story, all of these assembled specials, like what's the one thing every director or writer has said is they come to like Fihi and say, oh, could we do this? And they're all like, you just write the story. Whatever you want to make happen, we'll make happen. Like money is no object licensing, like whatever actor you want, they get whatever the fuck you want. I've never gotten the impression that marvel would be like "Ooh, the budget for a seventh episode would be too much we can't do that so fit it in in six i'm that wondering like if that's like the sell for some of these bigger actors though like hey you, you, we won't need you for so long 
maybe, but I feel like Oscar Isaac would do one more episode. Do you? Because it seems like he's already kind of hesitant, unless he's just playing the game. It seems like and, he does not want to do a second season, which is right. You know, frustrating if we're not getting anything in this, you know? He's just here and then gone? Okay. I mean... Because I, I know he got, like, franchise fatigue after all the Star Wars shit, so... Yeah. And I don't blame him, because nerds. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So I guess we'll see. I'm hoping he's just playing... He knows, you know, there'll be another one, and he's just playing the game. Sure. Um, speaking of like playing the game, Tom Hiddleston is like, yeah, I genuinely don't know if I'm in Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing an Andrew Garfield thing. He's like, we shoot so much stuff. I have no idea what it's for. I don't know where it goes. That's a great line. <laughs> it's like um, Gwyneth Paltrow having no idea she was in Spider-Man. Because like, oh, I was in that? She... Oh. <laughs> like, she was just shooting stuff with Robert Downey Jr. She has no clue where it's going. They told me to come to set this day. I got a paycheck, and I made some more <laughs> goop candles. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just, that cracks me up. The Tom Hiddleston's like, I genuinely don't know. Guys, it's possible. Everybody should steal that line for any future <laughs> upcoming things. I might be, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what anybody's doing? Fahey's <laughs> the only one that knows. <laughs> Um, let's talk about, I don't know how to pronounce her name because I don't have a British accent and that's the only way I heard it. Ta ta Tarouette. Tarouette. Uh, Tarouette. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always said Tarouette. Tarouette. And but Steven says Tarouette. He says it so weird. Yeah. I don't. Tarouette. <laughs> <laughs> da -da -da. Hippo lady. <laughs> um, she's not the one who's supposed to be there. Like, she's not the Egyptian god that's in charge of that sort of thing. Did um, it seem like she was filling in? Uh, well, I mean, with all her note cards. <laughs> but um, in Egyptian uh, lore, uh, she is not the one. That's traditionally supposed to, to be in charge. To row of you across. So they kind of just, uh, they kind of just marveled that one. I, f well, she, I think um, the god I... who's supposed to do it is in stone. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Because I got the impression she had the note cards because it's just been so long since anybody died in there. Possible. possible. Interesting. I like when we have different interpretations of things. It's fun for me. <laughs> it is. Um. Well, I like, she sure didn't seem to stick to the rules, you know, where she's like, oh, fuck it. Let's turn around. Let's let's take bring you back to life and free this other god that they've just enshrined in stone and whatever the fuck. Let's go. Let's try it. I don't we don't have a plan, but we can try something. It was unclear to me because the first watch throw was really confused because I'm like, OK, I thought they turned around to do something, but he still ended up in the field. Thank you. Yes, they turned around in the opposite direction to go to Osiris's gate to get back to the physical plane. And yet, as soon as he was balanced, boom, field of reeds. Right. But, but she I guess... was still telling them to balance when they turned around and were planning to go to Osiris's gate. So that had to finish before they could do their whole plan. The, the it next makes thing. no sense. But the I think their hurdle here was the wall being closed for some reason. She said the wall between to the world of the living is closed or the door, whatever. She and, said, I've never seen the door so close. I thought it was closed. Oh, I thought it was closed. Oh, it's probably yours makes more sense. Stupid <laughs> words. English. <laughs> Why you got to be like that? 
<laughs> or or it's just my brain not paying attention. But, yeah, I okay, think, that I, makes much more sense. I think it was closed, and then she was like, the inevitable has to happen now. And then that's how he ends up in the field of reeds. She was like, I tried. But like she didn't try hard enough because her ass disappeared during the whole fight scene. I was liking her until her ass was like, I was rooting for y'all, but I'm gonna let the zombies eat y'all. <laughs> well, I mean, she's like, I was rooting for you, but not enough to, you know, jeopardize my job. We've seen what they do to the fucking Egyptian gods. Like, she a whole hippo. She can fight. <laughs> she don't want to be put into stone. You don't even have to be there. They could just they just come and chant in a fucking the pyramid and. All of a sudden, you're trapped in stone, even though you were nowhere near them. <laughs> they just hold a committee. Yeah. I anyway. would have appreciated a scene of her, like, off on the side of the boat or something, just looking in horror at the zombies, but not being able to help or something, because it just seems like she disappears and then comes back. Yeah. Almost like she's not real, and this whole thing is just inside his head because he's actually in an insane asylum. No, they better not do that. I can't do that. They won't do that. But... No, I can't do that. But every once in a while, because there are so many episodes, especially in sci-fi and nerd culture, where you have this thing where people are like, oh, you're just actually insane. Mm -hmm. None of the thing that you think of is real. Like, you know, Buffy, Normal Again, that episode. Smallville is... did it. Everybody does it. Mm -hmm. And it never turns out that really you're just fucked. No. It's, it's because always they like, no, no, they would no the longer have a show. Yeah, well... That's true. And I would be I would be angry if they ended it like that and ended the show like, whoops, yeah, you know, you're right. It was all <laughs> the whole time. But also the law of averages. Come on, guys. One of them. <laughs> one of them is just like actually uh, belongs in insane asylum. And this is all just a mechanism. There's Not no winning. Be a There's no winning with that scenario because it's like <laughs> that's why I hate it. Because like if you did have the balls to be like, you're crazy the whole time, then it's like that. uh What's that show that's famous for people being in a slow snow globe the whole time at the end? It's like St. Elsewhere or something. Oh god. Yeah, it's oh, like a Saint famous Elsewhere? Yeah, it's like a famous TV ending where it was like all the characters were just in the head of some kid or something like that. Oh wow. I love that. I never watched that. Um I was thinking uh like Roseanne where that ended where it was all her writing a like a fake story that's similar too mm -hmm. yeah and those are never satisfying so you're, there's no win even if you do have the balls to do something like that so that's why i hate them anyways yeah anyway but tolerant i liked her until she didn't fight um but i like how she got you know uh, the notes and stuff and she's like nervous about her job and mm -hmm. and she's rooting for them but not enough to fight <laughs> well i mean also i liked um you know, Mark, when we go into the cafeteria with all the people that Mark has killed. Favorite scene. And, you know, Mark is visibly upset and feels guilty about murdering all these people, even though they're horrible, horrible people. Yet he continually throughout the episode is like, come on, let's kill the hippo. <laughs> well, he's going back to what he knows. Come he on feels, now. He feels so guilty. This was all Khonshu made him do this. He hoped one of them would kill him instead. Yet let's kill the hippo. You know, if Layla was here, she'd kill a fucking hippo. As, like, as someone who has the same fight with himself when it comes to a basket of fries, I cannot judge this man <laughs> for being like, I'm, I feel guilty about killing people, but going back to what he knows, I cannot judge. <laughs> I like that you equate murder and eating french fries. It's the same struggle if you look at it the right way. <laughs> it's all about cycles and habits. Oh, God. All right, I'm... Blaming all of my 
struggles on something then I don't yeah know. just do it like that like okay. i mean but like seriously because he's like okay i feel bad about what i am but when you feel bad about what you're doing and you know it's wrong that doesn't necessarily mean you stop yeah. i mean you try to but it's a struggle it didn't feel like he tried to stop killing the hippo he, well, he never much. killed her yeah steven stopped him he put it out there as an option <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame him oh god all right what you're else? already dead you know we were last resorts here <laughs> uh, <laughs> i like uh i like steven being you know being like initially being concerned that they're dead but then realizing when he gets to have a geek out moment he's all into he, it he nerds out so hard i loved it he's he's like yeah you know what we're dead what like <laughs> they honestly um it's not until the end that they seem to care about stopping harrow anymore yeah right it's like oh that is a problem huh <laughs> i mean i guess it out. wouldn't be if they just stayed dead like if they just both made it to the field of reeds well they had to remember layla is uh is dealing with all that stuff up above uh well should just go on a you know a suicide mission and then end up in the field of reeds with them it's fine oh, and a happy ever after <laughs> i can't with you <laughs> i mean well that's the thing is a, another argument for the third personality being the one who was talking with harrow earlier on in the episode it's the only it's only mark remembering the conversation that throws me off but like that dude was ready to kill himself or harrow or something like he seemed uh, to have a very different vibe oh that's right yeah because he had the uh he had the, the trophy thing trophy thing yeah and i got the vibe that he was going to just stab himself in the throat with it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or the eyeball it looks like he was going for the eye or the throat yeah, whatever or he was whatever he was doing but he seemed to be like nope not playing this game we're out yeah he's the aggressive one so um this might be a me thing, but I'm always a little annoyed when uh, and there's no better way to show it. So I don't have a solution to the problem. But like every time, you know, they're walking past the doors and seeing the stuff they've done in past episodes. But it's all from the third person. Like they have a camera on their life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, memories don't work like that. Really? You never picture anything happening in your life in the third person? Mm -mm. Oh. You do? You picture stuff like you can picture yourself outside of like talking to people like that? I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's all. I always daydream in the third person. Interesting. But I guess memories, no. I don't know. But yeah, no, you're right. But of course, that's there's no other way to show that unless mm -hmm. the entire series was in the first person. No right, they point. would have to be a first person shooter show and nobody wants At which to do point that. we don't need Oscar fucking Isaac. <laughs> so so what are we doing? <laughs> um let's see another thing I have uh do kids routinely play in caves in other parts of the country and I just don't know about it. That seems very much like shit I did when I lived in Kentucky as a kid. Yeah. You wouldn't have played in caves? Like in down in the woods and creeks and exploring whatever the fuck you found, yeah. They're just like, we're going to go play in a cave. And the parents are like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. Do the parents know that they were going in a cave? Yeah, they had to have because mom said not to when it was raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems irresponsible on her part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, creepy cave, go right for it. Have fun. <laughs> but I guess it was probably, what, the 80s? Yeah. I mean, it is on point. 
I I wouldn't have like. I don't know how they got through. That seemed like very narrow mm-hmm. way to get through. Like my fat ass never would have made it in. I would have survived simply because of the French fries that I ate. <laughs> French fries. See the the, the thread has come back. You see what we're doing? <laughs> we're doing thematics. Um, I am surprised. Like after all that, you know. Obviously, the mom is a horrible. Like she's going through shit and shouldn't be. Uh, not condoning the abuse or anything like that, but like she's fucked up too. Like mm-hmm. I feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that then... it was also uh, there's a point at scene when you know we get to that finally get to that memory they were blocking, um, mm-hmm. where she's about to beat him. But like before that, when she's banging on the door, when he before he creates Steven, you know, Mark's telling himself that's not her, that's not her. And I thought that was like yeah, really like kind of emotionally gutting, but also just like really telling of how that perception of as a kid, he knows like his mom's dealing with stuff. He, he has the, the, the foresight to be like, okay, that's not actually her, but he's still dealing with it. You know, yeah. the brunt of it. I thought that was really cool. Cool. in a you know, obviously child abuse, not cool, but cool in a storytelling <laughs> kind of way. We do have to, as we get through this, any, any appreciation for these scenes, we have to be like, we don't condone child abuse. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. My interpretation of how these like, cause people get like really, really emotional and I tend to think of them more like, Oh, that was a cool mechanic. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am surprised that the relationship with Mark's dad lasted as long as it did. You don't usually it, in families where they've lost a child, you don't usually see them stay together. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. shit usually falls apart. Um, as you know, especially when you've got one who can't handle it and the other one who's now got the responsibility of dealing with all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm yeah, you're surprised he didn't just take the kids and leave. Which, he, yeah. I mean, well, to take the kid, I'm sorry. Damn. Um, yeah, yeah, it was bad on me that he didn't um, just take the kid and leave. And, uh, yeah, yeah he probably should have. He really should have, um, at, at some point, you know, it's enough is enough and, we're we're like everything is so fucked it's like you've got if she won't get help you've got to take the kid and leave yeah but psychologically you know he was going through his own thing so he's like okay well do i want to split this whole thing up now like this is all i have left to him you know probably in his eyes mm-hmm. so yeah it's a, it's a real interesting thing about like how people react to, to events but like yeah definitely he should have left um also, I got uh, for my Smallville people out there, the, the scene where they're at the table with the birthday, the lonely birthday thing. That was very uh, much like a Lex Luthor uh, on Smallville type of thing. Gave me vibes oh, of that. Lex. Yeah. Lonely kids. I always uh, I was always on Lex's side in that series. Like he just wanted to be friends with Clark. Like he just wanted to have friends. Clark sure. was always just hiding shit like. There's an argument to be made, but then Lex started going off like real crazy. Well, I mean, there was a reason Lex started going off. It's not like there was no outside stimulus to make him start going off. Anyways, this is not a Smallville podcast. Uh, We will go down this road forever. You know me. I can't. (laughs) I do know you. (laughs) (laughs) We Um, should do that one time. Go back and watch some Smallville. (laughs) You act like I haven't done that already. Oh. I meant and discuss it, but oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> um, we never get any clarification, do we, on what his mother 
did she like kill herself or what? We don't. How she died? Yeah. Oh, um, interesting. I didn't uh, consider it. Um, she never seemed suicidal to me. She seemed outwardly uh, aggressive, uh, blaming Mark, not herself. But maybe without Mark there, I kind of feel like it was probably just some sort of uh, drank herself to death situation. Okay, so, that's yeah, that's suicide that's, by alcoholism. Yeah, that could that could be a thing too. Um, yeah, because it seems you know Mark is so much older. It's uh, the suicide twenty years later. You know, ten years after Mark has left the house, and that doesn't seem fitting. But I don't know. I don't know. You, we do not know what happened. Yeah, they didn't give us a... They just said she was gone. And we that, just know that it was two months ago, and that's when the personalities started sliding into each other. Mm -hmm, that was the event where he lost... Really, really lost control. So did he not know about Stephen before that? It seems he did. Um, Because he, he... In that previous episode, he mentioned... That you know, he used to have a better grip on this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, you know, the fugue states and stuff. So maybe if he didn't know about Steven specifically, he knew something was happening. He knows he has a disorder of some sort. And they also kind of say, without saying, that he spent time in a, a asylum like that before because they're saying this is a moment that his mind recognizes. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, he knows something's up with him. Yeah. I was just uh No, it's a good question though cuz it's like yeah, yeah, it's unclear. Did he how much did he know? Or was it 2 months ago that Steven started finding I don't know how, you know, the multiple personality disorders work and whether or not any of them are aware of each other or anything mm -hmm. like that. So. Also, but, how does Steven go about getting a job? Like he had to get identification and all this stuff. Like how does that work? Yeah, I did like that they genuinely, until the end, Steven still thought he was the original. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, so at the Egyptian dig site that we go and see where, you know, we see Layla's dad and you see him uh, making the deal with Khonshu, um, do we think there'll be anything going on with his partner? Because he mentioned his partner by name. Bushman. Yeah. And I think that's uh, in line with the comics from what I uh, did in very brief uh, research. Okay. So is he going to pop up do we, for anything else or does he just, is that all? Everybody right? comes in the finale for two minutes. <laughs> I'm just, you know, just wondering, like, does that name mean anything uh, important uh, for the future or not? Because I do not know. Potentially depends on how they play it. it all, all, a lot of this stuff just depends on. Is this it or not? <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, we see, uh, you know, Khonshu make that deal as Mark's uh, about to kill himself. But I want to know, we still don't know how Harrow stopped being uh, Khonshu's avatar because it seems at this point in time, Khonshu does not have one. That mm, seems like a great thing to have another episode for, doesn't it? It, it, it genuinely does, yeah. <laughs> But so we don't uh, we don't know how Harrow escaped or how he got involved with uh, another uh, Egyptian god that yeah, yeah. is not actually uh, that's, you know, locked away in a tomb in stone. So they don't technically have an avatar. So how did he start working for Amit when Amit's not fucking there? In my head, canon, if we never get an answer for it, it's going to be Khonshu was talking shit like maybe they were just like, you know, out and about somewhere. 
And you know how Kanshu likes to run his mouth because he's a gossip queen. He does, so he's yeah. probably just like, he probably just thought about the time he was mad at Amit. He was like, yeah, see, I only send you after people that deserve it. Not like that bitch Amit. Okay. Okay. Something like that. That's in my head, Cannon. I'll take that. <laughs> um, when he's talking about travelers of the night, he's he talking about hookers or what is he doing? Travelers of the night. What 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 was the context? You have the whole line. Um, can't you just keep saying uh, protect the travelers of the night? So definitely hookers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a pimp. He's been a pimp the whole time. <laughs> Moonlight the pimp. He just he just talks. You know, do you want life or death? Say, will you protect the travelers of the night? Okay. Patrons like, saint of hookers. Like, I mean, daytime people don't get no love. Okay. No, he don't care about that. <laughs> He's he the like moon night, not the sun night. Come on. <laughs> He's like Batman. You don't care about people who get robbed in the daytime. Uh, um. What else? Um. Let's see. Let's see. I think there's stuff. Oh. Um. I did notice the mirror in Harrow's office in the asylum is covered. Interesting. With a sheet. I mean, there's plenty of reflective surfaces uh, and other things in there that you... But it's like he specifically covered it so he can't have a conversation with himself. It reminded me of the office of an Instagram influencer with all, like, everything perfectly white. Is that what they do? Yeah, it's kind of annoying. They all have the same style. They they probably all hired the same person. Well, yeah, they all just base themselves off uh, other Instagram influencers. It's a vicious circle. Don't get caught in it, Curtis. I'm in no danger with my 800 followers of getting caught in any kind of influencer <laughs> thing. We're fine. <laughs> that algorithm is so mad at me. Um, we get Stephen finally acknowledging his mother's death, mm-hmm. which he wouldn't uh, accept it when... It was first told to him. When Mark was telling him, he wouldn't accept it when Harrow told him, but then... When he knew that there would be no other voice on the other side, it almost was like he was looking at that phone. And I thought, had he decided to take the phone and speak with his mother, he would have then stayed locked in his head in the asylum forever. Mm. Except for that doesn't work because it's not actually in his head. It's in the afterlife. See, well, that part is that part of the afterlife. The the memories. Well, they're not memories when he's in talking to Harrow in the asylum office or whatever. That's not a memory. That's him working shit out. Yeah. That's him working shit out inside his own head. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like he could have stayed inside his own head forever with that. Yeah. We don't know. There's questions about that landscape part. Like what would happen if they just got stuck in those rooms with fake Harrow, Dr. Harrow, whatever. Yeah. Like if they never came out to, explore their memories and get balanced or whatever they just stayed in that place where they're trying to reconcile like what happens then <laughs> yeah i don't know that's uh, so, see something i would like to see <laughs> the subversion of the trope and let them just be like you know what yeah i'm gonna live in my head for a while mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i almost like wrote down at one point like oh my god they have such good chemistry together like i love them <laughs> you forgot it was the same motherfucker. and it's the same motherfucker like he kills it He's so really much um especially that moment you know outside his mom's funeral or shiva and um where he breaks down and switches to steven like i think this mm-hmm. is only the second time that we've seen that switch um like from the outside really uh 
and it was it was just so cool to see him to see him do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like half the shit, like when he's acting and having all these emotional moments, like and it's like Tarwet's there and Stephen and Mark are there. I'm like, oh, it's Oscar Isaac with like a tennis ball and a double, right? <laughs> like a stunt double trying. And he to has act. to keep track of all this. Like, like it's crazy. Yeah. So I was thinking about that scene where the you know where he throws the the yarmulke on the on the ground which yep. from my cursory knowledge of of the Jewish religion is you're not supposed to do that. Um Did he so throw he, it on the ground? I thought he had it in his hand. He had it in his hand and like slams it repeatedly. Uh, yeah, that's a big no no. You're not supposed to do that. So I, I was don't trying to figure think he was that concerned about uh, the religious percussion. Well, that, exactly. So I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to say with that scene like if he was trying to reject maybe his mom's heritage. We don't know which side it's on or how that works. I didn't know if like that that was his way of rejecting, you know, his mom's stuff, and then like he realized what he was doing, and then he holds it close to his chest. You know, I was trying to. Oh, I didn't read anything into that other than mm. emotional breakdown. Okay. But I'm very superficial, so. <laughs> very surface level, basic bitch shit. Well, y'all heard it. I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and that uh, that kind of leaves us hanging mm -hmm. with uh, Stephen uh, turned to a, a sand monster, and Mark or frozen, freeze. literally frozen. Yeah, well, he's frozen in sand, but he'll come to life to take down the next unbalanced soul, right? Um, yes, presumably he's a zombie. Yeah, now he's a did, sand zombie. Did frozen um Stephen look like Dan Stevens to you? Oh, I can see that. He did look weird. I did I did notice that he looked very weird in the face as he the the fully final frozen product did yeah. not look like Oscar Isaac. I was like, I look like Dan Stevens. Okay. I don't watch enough of Dan Stevens. Oh, you ain't watch Legion? No, no. Oh, okay. I only um know Dan Stevens from, from Downton? Downton Abbey. Um and then we met him in person once when he was doing a tour for whatever that horrible movie was that he left Downton Abbey to do. That was a horrible mistake for his career. <laughs> um, like, should have stuck with Downton Abbey, but no, they killed you off. <laughs> um, let's see. There's one more scene or just a line that I liked the way they did um, where we back to the thing where Mark was first getting talked to by Kanchu. Mm -hmm. um i like how Kanchu says uh basically do you want death or do you want life and then mark's response to that was i don't know yeah and i didn't catch that the first time on the rewatch i was like oh damn that's profound because <laughs> like he's still struggling with the fact yeah. that he, he sees himself as like I'm, I'm i'm just a killer yeah he he's definitely you know still blames himself for his brother's death um, you know, all of your your mom yelling at you for that long, as much as you know that she's. I think in the comics, from what I read, this brother's a whole supervillain thing, and I'm glad they're not doing that here. Oh, presumably. God. <laughs> comics, man, big old soap operas. Oh, is he like in the comics? He's not actually dead. He somehow drowned, but then came back to life, and we never saw him again. But he's a villain. Yeah, he comes back to life or something, and I think he gets back his own god. Life. Of course, own... you get a god. You get yeah, a god. Everyone get... gets a god. Everybody who's a brother or sibling or something gets a mirror. You know that's how it goes. Oh boy! Uh... <laughs> no, no, too much, too much. Um, 
I think that's all I have. Um, I guess the, we we go into the question stage now. Like, well, okay, what do we have to address? Peril stuff. We got uh, obviously the plot of uh, uh, stopping him. Yeah, of uh, Amit being released or not released, as the case may be. Third personality. Yep. Um, well, you know whether Layla makes it through or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all kind of tied in there. Um, does Steven stay frozen? Does Conchu stay frozen? Well, I think we reliably know they're going to have to release Conchu. Yeah. You hope. No, there's just no... They have to in order for... for yeah, there's no way to do the Moon Knight thing without having the Moon Knight at the end. Unless he becomes a hippo god avatar, and I'm not opposed to freaking everybody out like that. <laughs> He becomes the avatar for the goddess of, like, women in childbirth. Yeah. He's a pregnant-ass okay. bitch. Oh, boy. Make him a pregnant pregnant lady. And then he has to wear the braids. I would love it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what else do we need to wrap up? I mean, I feel like there's... I, I want so much more with the... I know we won't go back to it, and we shouldn't, but, like, the Egyptian gods, like, and the corruptness going on there. Mm-hmm, because there's something there. there. There's some shit going on there with them putting everybody in stone and then the one dude bringing in, you know, Harrow to see it, to talk to Khonshu. Like, what did all those other gods do? Like, how do y'all just make these decisions? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the Ennead, isn't it? Mm. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> All right. So I'm guessing maybe they find Osiris and he's like, oh, I was chilling. I'm sorry. I was sunbathing. Or is Osiris in stone? He's not in stone. No, right? He's mm -mm. the the one who let Harrow in, his avatar. Oh, was that Osiris? I need to keep track better. I don't know which one is which. I haven't been paying attention. I'll have to go back and watch that episode. I don't want. Um, or does like Layla go in and uh, knowing that he got shot, go release Conchu and save the day? Well, she would have to know where that statue got kept. That's true. She never got inside the pyramid. Mm -mm. And I don't think you can get there without a portal. Being there was supposed to be a portal. Yeah. Which Tauret could do. Tauret might be able to do it. Or that other girl that had a thing for Conchu. Maybe she could. That's true. Out. Yep. Hmm. Question. Like so many a, questions for. There's just a episode. hell of a lot to get through. That's just like basic plot points. Plot stuff. Which does not make a good episode anyway. The reason this was such a good episode is because it wasn't like furthering anything. I mean, it was, but in a but in a way that you know you got to enjoy the moments. Mm -hmm. And it was a little heavier than. Marvel mm -hmm. tends to get, you know, child abuse. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do, I do love all the um, Marvel fans are now debating, like, who's the worst parent in the MCU? Oh, and are they? <laughs> yeah, Howard Stark, really? He's seeming like A-plus parenting at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, he never told his son he loves him, but, like, he didn't beat his ass. <laughs> but, like, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, like, he didn't give a fuck about his kid, but at the end of the day, not bad. <laughs> like, left the money you know it's uh yeah because <laughs> i mean when you've got um thanos and ego and uh wendy mark's mom um 
You've got uh, Odin. He's not. He's no, not he's not winning no parent parenting uh, awards like, ever. Like he really fucked up his kids by lying to them a lot. Um, mm. You know, not uh, not great parenting. All the Marvel <laughs> universe. You know, that's just superheroes in general. Like you're gonna have good parent stuff. Come on now, what are we doing? Can't do that. I mean, yeah, either the parents are dead, a la Peter Parker, or or totally not supportive. You know. That's how it works. Is there a is there a parent that we've seen in the MCU? I'm not talking like in the comics universe. Is there a supportive parent around like in the it, MCU? Like May, but now she's not there no more. But she wasn't parent. She filled the role though. But so you you mean just like people that didn't have to step in? Yeah. Uh... Because uh, honestly, and though, um, which one is like was May one of his parents' sisters, or was she aunt by marriage to Ben? think by marriage yeah so it's like she's three steps removed from family um maybe all five what five seconds that we get of t'challa's dad oh he was a good dad you're right i mean yeah he kept the secret but it wasn't that bad you know it's like whatever i killed my brother you didn't need to know that but he didn't do nothing to t'challa or shuri so yeah yeah in, in, in that aspect i think he's the winner <laughs> <laughs> Look, killed killed someone, never told you about it, but you, I treated you perfectly. That's right. Love this kid. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> We've solved it. <laughs> um, um, I, I do have a quote. Uh, okay. Mine is marked to Stephen. Uh, you do not need to see that. That's the whole point of you. Um, oh, yeah. I like that because it's kind of meta narrative at that moment, too, because that's when they remove themselves from the scene of the mom. Yeah, about to hit 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 him, and they're like, it's like they're telling the audience, "Hey, hey, hey, we, we you don't need to see that." Yeah, so um, like at all levels. I, I think mine was uh, as Stephen and Mark are in the hallway with Tarwet, and he starts to say, "Doctor Harrow," because we're insane, blah blah blah, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna walk through these doors, and somebody's gonna be calling out bingo," and he walks <laughs> out onto the ship. And he's like, I'm not crazy. I'm dead. Like, that's so much better. Yeah, that was an inter- <laughs> I had that same like, realization where he's like, oh, he's very happy to be I'm not crazy. Dead. I'm just dead. <laughs> and I'm like, also, you could just be imagining this part, too. Like, just because it changed from one weird-ass fucking thing to another weird-ass fucking thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just me not trusting myself, but I would still be like, Probably me. Probably me being <laughs> fucked up. I mean, what are the odds? Sense or nonsense? You know, you can hear right. He knows how his crazy works. He's like, my brain would not think this one up. <laughs> Steven's brain would. <laughs> um, okay, so what's your score? Um, my score on this one is going to be a nine. Same he's over here, maybe. But I have a maybe by mine with a question mark because... Of the stuff we 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 said previously about yeah. me unfairly weighing it against what I know was going to be rushed at the end. I think I would have made this like a nine point five if we had two more, like if we had three more episodes, like if we mm-hmm. did an eight episode season or something. But yeah, it's it's going to be rushed in that last episode, or it's not rushed, which I will appreciate, but they won't tie everything up. I don't see how they fit in that third personality and tie up the plot, the and... Harrow Amit plot that 
is the fucking reason for this season. And um, the and the getting him back alive. It's just so much time. Yeah. And without touching that third personality, when you've given us multiple hints at it, it's not like just one mm-hmm. background Easter egg thing. Like I said, it's so many. It's a thing you're saying you're going to pay off. Yeah. You've hit it too many times for to just let it dangle for the rest of the the show. Don't hit it or else it dangles. That's what we leave you on. Oh boy. You said it. I I I don't think I did, but I don't see any other way. <laughs> <laughs> so I will apologize <laughs> for the dangling. <laughs> Tell um, the people where they can uh, cuss us out at. You can cuss us out on social media. Well, actually, you can't. I've learned if you call Curtis a bitch on social media, Twitter tells you to stop bullying. I am protected. Because I guess that's not the free speech that Elon wants. Whatever. Um, on social media, at Tesseract TV. He hasn't bought it yet. Or you can email us, TesseractTVPodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show, like, subscribe, five-star rating, reviews, etc. on all of the major podcast platforms. Yay! All right, and that's it. I guess we'll uh, we'll see you back here for the final episode of Moon Knight and uh, two seconds of uh, Multiverse of Madness, man. We got a lot coming. Damn. Because next week is... Uh, yeah, as of this recording, we got this week coming up. I mean, we're in the week. We're in we're, the end game week of the multiverse. And not Yeah, we're not in the end game week. We're in the... We're in the I was trying to make the quote work. It didn't work. Damn it. All right, but I don't have time to argue with you because the Celtics are tipping off now, so I got to go. Okay, bye. Bye.